Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. Well, welcome to the 50th episode of our Untaming Femininity podcast. Yay! Congratulations on the 50th episode. Thank you, thank you. And to celebrate that, we have a very special guest, our dear Tina Demeuse. And Tina is a master certified coach with a focus on leadership and team development and has a passion for making the work environment more human-centered. And Tina has put a stake in the ground for her belief in the European Union. That's why she ran for the European Parliament in 2019. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. <laughs> you have no idea. We're so, so happy and grateful to have you here today, Tina. Warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you, Tina, what other roles do you hold in life? Okay. I think there are many. Let me see. I'm a mother of three. I'm a wife. I'm um, I'm a dog owner. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wonderful dog called Pepper. Um, I uh, I'm an outdoorsy person. I'm a very loyal friend. Um, I'm a fierce, loving friend, actually. Um, oh, there are so many other roles. I'm, um, I'm holding roles, uh, in, in various, um, organizations where I just do pro bono work, um, in the schools of my kids and, uh, sports club and in a political organization. And, um, yeah, I do all sorts of things. I don't know. I can't, <laughs> I'm probably forgot. I don't know. I have many different roles. <laughs> Just hearing all of them, I just feel this sense of awe. You know, there's so much that you're bringing to the world in all of these different capacities, Tina. Um, and I can vouch for the fact that you are indeed a fiercely loving friend. And you know that this season is all about untaming your truth. So we're really curious, what's at the heart of your story? Well, that's a big question. Um... I think at the heart of my story is, I would say, trust and take one step at a time. Um, and sort of the, like, the faith that um, there will always be ground appearing under my feet. I think that is essentially the heart. It's, probably a little cryptic, but <laughs> it's a it's, story is really big. So I'm trying to just bottom line it for now. That's the heart of it, I think. It has two impacts right now on me. The first part of me is like, I'm really feeling my feet on the ground and like, that's so lovely. Just the energy, you know, from which you're speaking. 
And the second part is I'm just getting like super curious. So what does all that mean? Well, um, I have a I have a complicated long story. Um, and I think there was a moment, I, I would say a moment of realization when I was about 19, I had a nervous breakdown um, at work at the time. And I was um, found, literally found in the office um, by one of the assistants of the head of the, um, the company. And it, that was, I think that was a before and after. Um, after that, I started to really consciously work on stuff. Before that, I, I kind of knew that there were things that I, I, I wasn't well. Um, and, and I didn't know, I was always, you know, at the time, so this was like, I'm 48. This was like 28 years ago, 29 years ago. So at the time, we didn't have all the language that we have now. So I think what happened at the time when I grew up, as an adolescent, I had everything I needed outwardly, but I was psychologically totally unsafe um, because of my situation at home. Um, my parents were divorced. My dad was far away from where I lived. My mom uh, was an alcoholic. We had lots of other family uh, stuff going on that was really complicated. And that basically, I, I, I was alone a lot. Um, which created great independence. I, I, I'm a fiercely independent person. Um, and I learned that during that time to, to rely on me. But I, I, every time I asked for something, I was um, being told I was acting out or I was being difficult or I was um, making things up. So today, I think we will call that gaslighting. But at the time, I had no idea about anything. And I just felt totally insecure. And I even didn't trust myself that I was actually not doing well. I thought maybe I was just telling myself the story and I was just making it all up. So it, I essentially, until that moment, didn't trust myself anymore. I didn't believe myself anymore, if you like. And then with that nervous breakdown and, and me being found, and, and actually receiving great support from my employer at the time, um, but things changed. And that's when I started to um, become much more aware of what was going on, what was my part that I could actually work on, do something about, and what was not my part. And I, I needed to uh, work on letting go. And what helped you exactly at that moment to find all those? Um, well, first of all, I found it really comforting. I, re I remember sitting there sobbing and it was during the winter month and I, had, I couldn't stop. I was alone in this office. I was doing some paperwork and... Um, and so this was a department store and my colleagues were downstairs and I was doing some paperwork and all of a sudden it just came out of me and I could not stop sobbing. And 
And so this assistant um, came by and, and she looked at me, she was like, hey, what's up? You know, and, and she was so caring and so kind. And she just got her boss who, who was the second, you know, of the company. And, um, and he came around, sat down with me and asked questions and listened. And he said, you know, we actually, we, we are in touch with people permanently who can help you. So would you be, would you want help? And, um, and so I said, yes, I would love some help. I don't know what that means, but I'd love help. And, uh, and so, you know, there was great support there. And, and um, so he also reached out to my direct boss who we then had a conversation, the three of us, and she was being very supportive and, um, so I started seeing a therapist um, for a while, and she was great because she started helping me to see that, as I said before, what was mine and what wasn't. And there was a very clear moment a couple of months later where I remember when I spoke to, I actually spoke to my mother and um, and I said, you know, this is what happened and this is what I'm doing and I'm getting therapy and I'm getting help. And my therapist actually said, you know, actually you're, you, yeah, you need support, but your mom needs support. <laughs> and so I remember my mom actually agreeing to go see um, that therapist. And I remember driving there with her and sitting outside in the car waiting and my mom coming out after about half an hour maximum 45 minutes and just saying sitting down in the car and saying i'll never do that again and that was all she had to say about it wow that's huge and i know that a big part of your story has been breaking patterns in your family yes how what were they and, and how did you manage that uh well lots there are lots of different patterns um so one is we, we have lots of um alcoholism and other addiction gambling drug abuse all of that sort of stuff in my family and and also another pattern. So, I mean, there's there's lots of pain behind that. So I know that now, um, and I think that's important to know. And so that it's not, there's a certain element of choice about this, but there's also a pain that leads people to actually behave like that and, and, and numb themselves, yeah? Um, and so I think for me, breaking those patterns, a big part of that was to, to learn to, and to, I, wa I knew I wanted to go a different path. I did not want to go down that path. I knew that quite early on, actually already as an adolescent, I knew that I didn't want to go down that road. But it's, um, I think it's one thing to know that mm -hmm. and another thing to actually not go down that path. Um, so a lot of support, a lot, you know, over the, I think 
I, I don't, I, I haven't been in therapy for the last 29 years, but I've done a lot of work, mm. a lot of work, different kinds of work, some more classic therapy, some family constellations work, some um, spiritual work, um, you know, personal growth on all sorts of levels and, and in different forms. So I think it's, it's ongoing really and i think this ongoing piece is to me at least really important because i mean there is this one overriding pattern but then there are so many other patterns there are patterns of denial there are parent patterns of non-communication there are patterns of um uh what's it called um, um blame and um and all sorts of things you know and and then that's another thing that i found really useful to to learn more about how family systems really work and how often in in the family specifically we are so identified with a role we ourselves identify with a certain role and we are being identified and again, pushed again and again and again into a certain role. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel that every single Christmas, <laughs> there are certain things that come out of my mouth at Christmas time that never come out of my mouth at any time of the year. So it's, it's, it's crazy. But um, anyway, so all of this, uh, has helped me and I and I also you know I find this all a very very humbling uh, journey um, and and I think the most humbling part is when I need to own that I do repeat patterns mm. at times that I I so don't want to have in my life but they're still there <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like yeah yeah and still I'm, I'm in awe of that 19 year old you know the clarity the strength and the resilience and the tenacity that she had to to really see you know I'm, I'm not doing that you know I'm choosing something else for myself so that's that's really impressive um and my question is what still remains of her in you um well the vulnerability um the the tenacity I think. <laughs> uh the the you know yeah i think i i for better and worse i can be quite fierce around certain things i think the fierceness of it um and you know and and also that's definitely also true some of the doubts you know i mean on a bad day those doubts come in and I, my mind just goes like, oh, for F's sake, stop it, stop it already. You know, not everything is dramatic and not everything is a big deal. And, uh, you know, and, um, and just makes me bad and wrong, you know? So, um, so yeah. And then sometimes I doubt that, you know, I doubt myself and I go like, oh, I'm just, making all of this up and it's all my fault. 
So what does help you, Tina, to stay in right relationship with yourself? Well, my my husband uh, has been a very important factor of this. Uh, we've been together for 22 years next month. Oh, congratulations. That's a big achievement. It's a long time. Um, makes me really, um, it moves me actually to think about that. Um, and uh, he's been a really constant factor in my life. He's solid as a rock. And I know how important that has been for me to have that rock to know and to, to um, actually have, um, he's had my back so many times. So many times. And um, I wasn't used to that. I didn't know that. I didn't know what that was like um, from someone who really knows you um, to be unconditionally supported. I didn't know what that was like until, um, yeah, we met. Well. Goosebumps this end. Um, thank you so much for sharing your relationship with us. And it can really be felt in the space right now. And it's actually making me think about the guardian angels that you spoke to in your form that you completed for us. And I'd love to ask a bit more about them, who they are and what they represent to you. Well, um, so the guardian angels, I think is that I've, I reflected a lot on that um, over the years, actually. There were several points in my life when I was so lost and I, um, and there were just these moments when people would just come and say, hey, how's it going? And I think, you know, this would be good for you. Would you like to try? And you know, one of them was my math teacher. <laughs> Sounds really ridiculous. But I remember, I, I really, I struggled in school so badly. And now I also don't find that surprising anymore, you know, because I was constantly elsewhere with my mind and with my heart. But um, at some stage, my math teacher came to me and said, you know, I really know that this could be, this whole school experience could be different for you. And I have someone who can help you with math. And I think that really would make a difference. Do you want to try? And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And, you know, I mean, that was in 10th grade. And in like in Germany, we go to school until 13th grade. And I ended up taking math in my A-levels. You know, I mean, that was a game changer. And just him being there and actually coming to me and saying, hey, I think this can, you can do this differently. Believing in me, seeing something that I could definitely not see in myself um, was really helpful, you know? So he was one. Well, then there was definitely, you know, the situation I shared with you earlier. And I, I, I include also my direct boss in that. She was awesome. Like um, this time uh, when I worked in Dusseldorf, that was a two-year apprenticeship. And she championed me so much. And I had, I, I left that 
that place um, after two years feeling really empowered and really believing in myself um, so that I was ready to go to university. I never thought I would go to university. So, you know, she's definitely another one. Um, there's uh, my old mentor, Jim Patterson, who clearly um, I'm being very moved here. Um, had a huge role in uh, me even going the path down, you know, the, the, the whole coaching vocation. It's really a vocation for me, but I never thought that I could, I could really do this. And, um, and be good at it and, and really support other people because I felt so broken. Mm. And, um, and yeah, he, he just believed in me and called me forth and said, hey, look, there's a door. You just need to walk through it. I couldn't see the door until he showed it to me. And it changed my life. So, yeah. yeah. Those are some examples that come to mind right now. Yeah. Well, tears to all the angels in human form. Yeah. And, yeah. And as I hear you, Tina, I can't help but just see how you're doing that for so many people in this world right now. So I hear you telling that story and I hear how you're paying it forward, you know. And um, I find that moving and inspiring. Um, and I know you're one of the first people that I would go to if I wanted to be championed or lifted up. Um, and that's, that's what you're offering the world. Oh, thank you, Sam. That really fills my heart with joy. It really does. And we know that you're thriving right now. And um, again, when we were reading through your notes, we were thinking about that word thriving and knowing that you know some people listening might not have even had that experience of really thriving and know how that is and what it is so we were just curious like how, how do you experience that hmm. how do I experience that I experienced that. That's such a good question. <laughs> I need to think about that. I need to feel into that. Um, you know, I think the moments when I uh, experience that most clearly are moments when, well, I feel really clear. <laughs> I feel, I think there is, I, I, I think part of it is a profound sense of gratitude. Um, and it's, um, so it's actually, it, it feels like when I think of the word thrive, it feels a bit like woohoo, but actually it feels more like grounded for me. So it feels like I'm, I'm in my, I'm centered. I'm in myself. I'm connected to my core. I'm um 
I feel well used. I think that's a big thing. I feel well used. Mm -hmm. um, and and actually, you know, it's one you you asked earlier. I think these two are related. You asked earlier about what helps me to sort of keep you know keep at it and um one of the things is then i go outdoors a lot like i'm outside i go for walks you know my dog helps me <laughs> with that <laughs> she won't allow me to just ignore her <laughs> so, and it's one of the places where i really like every day feel into you know oh you know things are things are going well yeah. you know yeah so that's what it's like it's the the consciousness of what's going well mm. and of course there are lots of things that aren't going well but you know there are more things that are going really well <laughs> I love that though, quote, the consciousness of what's going well, you know, because our minds are kind of hardwired to look for what's going wrong, right? So if we can actually be in that place of noticing, that's just a huge, you know, starting point for this. Mm. It, it's so, I just want to underline that we have such negativity bias. Mm. It's ridiculous. And that's where our minds go. It's how we've been, you know, it's how we've been surviving, but it is not our most resourceful place. <laughs> and is there any part of the story that you're rewriting now? Um, I think there is constant rewriting going on or, um, yeah, tweaking, I like to say. I don't want to erase. I'm, I'm very... Um, it took me a long time, but nowadays I'm really grateful for my story because it has made me who I am. Um, and I, I, I'm working on, or I, I still want to rewrite um, being kinder, being softer, being more playful, um, I think there, I have a lot of that in my life already or much more than I used to have. And there's still room for more. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely um, paying attention to that. That's great. And you are all that, right? I mean, what I've seen of you, it, it, it's those parts, the kindness, the soft, the, the playfulness. Thank you for bringing all that. Thank you. Well, thank you for having it and making space for it. So if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, you know, I'm going through some really tough shit in my life um, and I want to start to get into a better relationship with me and learn about myself and, you know, they're just kind of at the beginning place there. What kind of advice, tips, insights would you share with them, Tina? around yourself with people who love you if it's one person that's enough and um, believe yourself I think it's believe yourself you're not making it up 
and um, and keep your eyes firmly on what you want to manifest in your life. And sometimes maybe you're distracted and you lose sight of it, but keep on looking for it. Keep your eyes on it. Oh, that really touched. <laughs> Thank you. It's like you're speaking directly to, to us. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, the same, with, especially around the word belief, you know, that's come up for us a bit recently. And I, I that really got to me too. And yeah. You know, it's that um, it's that aspect of actually fully owning who you are, what you represent, and the value that you bring. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> There's your quote. <laughs> We've got lots of quotes this episode, right? <laughs> oh, it has been really amazing to hear about your truth today, Tina. Um, just. Um, full of depth and uh, generosity, vulnerability, power, and so many other adjectives. Um, and um, yeah, I feel like this is one of those conversations where not only our listeners, but Megena and I are taking away so much on a personal level. So we're, we're really super grateful for your sharing today. Mm. And to me, what comes across, it's, it's such an empowering story. It's, it's a story of, of victory, of choice, of really, of clarity, you know, really choosing for yourself and choosing something different, despite of patterns or old stories or, you know, what we are born into. Thank you for having that courage and that tenacity and that resilience. Thank you for having me here. It's been such a joy to talk to both of you and share. And it's... Um, felt like a really good conversation and just before we go don't worry me again i'm not going back to the wildfire rounds that was uh past seasons but um Miguel had this question that we were going to pop into our conversations and it's kind of coming back right now so I, I would just love to ask you what is one of your bucket list experiences that you're yet to to have happen in your life and would like to realize oh goodness only one I have so many. Okay, one is um, diving with a whale shark. And Ooh. another one is go to New Zealand and Australia with my kids and my family, my, my husband, of course, our kids together, all of us, um, for at least two months before my son graduates, which is in two years. So those are two. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that as well. <laughs> And let's see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness, and heartfelt shares. <laughs>